I think we have some special poems for you uh, this morning. This is a poem for all the mothers. God put angels on this earth who care for us and guide us. You can feel their love and gentleness as they walk through life beside us. They do great things for us every day. They whisper in our ears. They even hold us in their hearts when we are filled with all our fears. They are always there to give a hug and try to make us smile. They treat us with respect and love. They treat us like their child. God bless me with an angel I'm so proud to call my own. She's been with me throughout my life, been with me as I've grown. She's guided me the best she can. She's taught me like no other. And I'm thankful I'm the fortunate one that can call this woman my mother. had something I was going to say, but I'm just going to read it. This is for all the mothers who have gone on before us. I miss you, Mom. I thought of you with love today, but that's nothing new. I thought about you yesterday and days before that, too. I think of you in silence. I often speak your name. All I have are memories and your picture in a frame. Your memory is my keepsake with which I will never part. God has you in his keeping. I have you in my heart. Our lives go on without you, but nothing is the same. We have to hide our heartache when someone speaks your name. Sad are the hearts that love you. Silent are the tears that fall. Living without you is the hardest part of all. You did so many things for us. Your heart was so kind and true. And when you needed some, when we needed someone, we could always count on you. The special years will not return when we are all together, but with the love in our hearts, you'll walk with us forever. If you have your Bibles this morning, look with me in the book of Exodus chapter 2. Exodus chapter 2, now that everybody's a little weepy and waily, and I'm telling you, got all the emotion going this morning, but it's good to be in the Lord's house. I am glad to be here. I am thankful. I'm glad today that I can say that I am saved by the blood of Jesus Christ. I have been redeemed by His blood. I have been saved, and I know if I die today, I'm going to heaven. And that is the greatest promise, the greatest hope that we can have today. But on top of that, I also thank the Lord for the mother that he gave me. And boy, I'm a blessed man. I am blessed in many, many ways. And one way that I am blessed is the godly mother that he gave me. And I will talk a little bit more about that in a minute. Exodus chapter 2. If there's anything worth standing up for this morning, it's the precious Word of God. Let's stand. Exodus chapter 2 and in verse 1. And there went a man of the house of Levi and took to wife a daughter of Levi. The woman conceived and bare a son, and when she saw him that he was a goodly child, she hid him three months, and when she could not longer hide him, she took for him an ark of bulrushes, and daubed it with slime and with pitch, and put the child therein, and laid it in the flags by the river, the river's brink. And his sister stood afar off to wit what would be done to him. And the daughter of Pharaoh came down to wash herself at the river, and her maidens walked along by the riverside. And when she saw the ark among the flags, she sent her maid to fetch it. And when she had opened it, she saw the child, and behold, the babe wept. 
And she had compassion on him and said, This is one of the Hebrews' children. Then said his sister to Pharaoh's daughter, Shall I go and call to thee a nurse of the Hebrew women, that she may nurse the child for thee? And Pharaoh's daughter said to her, Go. And the maid went and called the child's mother. And Pharaoh's daughter said unto her, Take this child away and nurse it for me, and I will give thee thy wages. And the woman took the child and nursed it. The child grew and brought him unto Pharaoh's daughter, and he became her son. And she called his name Moses, and she said, Because I drew him out of the water. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, bless the reading of your word. I pray that you would give us understanding of your scripture today. Lord, I pray that you would encourage these mothers today to be more like the mother that you illustrate for us so greatly in your Bible Lord, it's not about what we think, it's about what you think. And Lord, we want to pattern our life after you and your word. Lord, I thank you for giving us great examples. Lord, we have great examples that you give us right here in our own church, and I thank you for that. Lord, you have blessed us beyond measure with great ladies, great mamas, Lord, and I thank you for the work that they have done. I thank you, Lord, for the work that they do. Encourage them Strengthen them today. But most of all, I pray your son Jesus would be glorified in this place. Lord, I want to exalt mamas, but I don't want to exalt anybody above Jesus. Lord, he needs to be exalted above all. Lord, we need to see you today through him. I love you, I praise you, and I ask for your help at this time. Lord, I need, I need your Holy Spirit this morning. Lord, I pray that your Holy Spirit will have free reign in this place. I love you and praise you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You may be seated. I want to talk to you this morning on the picture of a godly mother. The picture of a godly mother. I hear all the time people say, well, I'll tell you what, I have a good mama. I have a great mama. I have the best mama. And I can honestly stand before you today and tell you that God gave me and Nathan Lou Ellen, a godly mama. And I am glad that she was a good mama and a loving mama and a faithful mama, but she was all of those things because, number one, she was a godly mama. And I'll tell you what kind of mama God gave me. She was a woman that was filled with the Holy Spirit of God every single day. And she walked in the Holy Spirit every day, led by Him, guided by Him. She walked in the strength of the Lord. Lord, if she was going to raise me, she was going to need the strength of the Lord. She was going to need to walk close with God. And I'm so thankful that God gave me a mama that raised me in His nurture and admonition. We never had all the best of the best or the fancy of the fanciest. But I'm going to tell you, God gave us a mama that loved us, that was there for us, that cared for us. Anytime we needed something, we got it. Anytime we needed a whooping, we got it, whether we wanted it or not. I am so thankful for a mama that drug me to the church house, that drug me to Sunday school, that drug me to Awana, that drug me to vacation Bible school. You say, preacher, it sounds like you had a drug problem. I did, and I bless God for it. I praise Him for it today because I did have a drug problem because my mama drug me to the Lord's house. If there was anything going on at the church house, if there was anything going on and Jesus was going to be exalted and glorified, she drug me and my brother right along. And I am so thankful today that I didn't just have a good mama or a faithful mama or a loving mama, but I had a godly mama. 
I had a woman that, that, that pictured her life and molded her life to the Word of God and desired, she's not perfect, She's not perfect by any means, but every day she woke up and she put on godliness. Every day she woke up and she tried. Every day she woke up to try to be the kind of mama that God wanted her to be. I want us today to look at the picture of a godly mama. We find in our text today a very good illustration of what a godly mother is. The life of this godly mother, I want you to understand, not only changed the life of her son, but it changed the course of an entire nation. I think a lot of times we misplace and we misuse the role of a mother. Please notice this morning. Please let me have your attention this morning. So many times we overlook the responsibility that a mother has. But may I tell you, mothers, that God has given you a great privilege. He has given you a great role. And I want you to understand that if you use your role correctly and you do it the way that God has designed it, that not only can you impact your children, but you can impact an entire nation. You can impact an entire generation, 430 years. Please listen to me this morning. 430 years, the nation of Israel is in Egyptian bondage. 430 years, bondage is upon them. And and they are dead and, and they are without victory. And I want you to know that God is fixing to bring them out. God is fixing to bring victory to them. But He's fixing to use a man by the name of Moses to do it. And I want you to notice before there was Moses, there was a woman by the name of Jochebed that lived in one of the toughest times that a woman could ever imagine as a Hebrew woman. And I want you to understand this woman was under great bondage. She was under great stress. And she became what God wanted her to be. And because she became what God wanted her to be, her son became great. Not only did she impact a little boy named Moses, but she impacted an entire generation. I want you to know because of her leadership, because of her testimony, that she changed the way of life for an entire nation. I am so thankful for mamas who sell themselves out to the Lord to dedicate themselves to raising their kids in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. And I want you to know that God will bless you for today. I want you to know that God blessed this mama. There's a few things that I want you to notice. I want you to notice, number one, the testimony of Jochebed. Notice here in verse 1, if you're with me, say amen. Notice verse 1, it said, And there went a man of the house of Levi and took a wife, took to wife a daughter of Levi. So we see the mom and dad of Moses. And we see, well, her name's not mentioned here, but her name is Jochebed. And we see the, the mother and father of Moses. And we see they both come from the house of Levi. And I know there's some strange things sound like going on there, and it really is. But I want you to know that his parents come from a very goodly heritage, a very godly heritage. They come from the house of Levi. We know the house of Levi would eventually become the priesthood, the tribe that would represent the priesthood. And by the way, her other son Aaron would become that priest, and he would become that man that would stand between the people and God and offer the atonement for 
for sin, but this woman is a woman that was raised according to thus saith the Lord. I believe this woman was raised according to the Bible, according to what she has been taught, according to what God expected, because this was all that she was. And she was an Israelite. She was one of God's chosen people. And she was raised in that manner. But I want you to notice, not just because she was raised in a godly home, not just because she was around godly people, that didn't make her godly. I want you to notice that her testimony and her walk and her actions is what made her a godly woman. I know today that Jochebed was a saved child of God, not because of who her parents was or because of the house she come from, but because of her testimony. I want you to notice that this is a woman who loved the Lord. This was a woman who was devoted to God. This was a woman who was sold out to God. I want you to know today that I believe every mother needs a relationship with God. I believe it's imperative today that as mamas and daddies, that we need to understand that we need a relationship with God. Children, you need a relationship with God. Everybody in this room needs a relationship with God. You know what set this man apart, this little child apart, is because his mama and daddy had a relationship with God. That was her testimony. She was a saved child of God. She was born again. She knew who the Lord was, and she wasn't ashamed of it. She was living in one of the hardest times a Hebrew woman could ever imagine but she lived out who she was in the Lord. You know what I believe this morning? This is my opinion, but I believe that every child needs a godly mama. I believe that every child needs a godly mama and a godly daddy. You say, well, preacher, I'm a mama and I'm a daddy, and I'm a good mama and I'm a good daddy, but I'm not a godly one. Well, you need to become a godly one today. You need a relationship with the Lord. If you're going to raise your children in the society and in the generation that you're going to raise them in, you need, you better have a relationship with the Lord. If you want hope today, you better have a relationship with the Lord. You know, one of the greatest things that I have in my heart and in my life is I have that relationship with the Lord. And I know as we raise kids, I know there's going to be tough times. I know there's going to be hardships. But that relationship with God is the foundation that I have as a father and that Lacey has as a mother. And I want you to know that's the foundation of every parent, of every relationship, ought to be that relationship we have with God. That mama had a relationship with God. Mamas, do you have a relationship with God? If you do, how good is your relationship with God? How close is your relationship with God? I want you to know that children today, they don't need the best mama. They don't need the the prettiest mama. They don't need the richest mama. They don't need the coolest mama. They need a godly mama. Well, preacher, uh, you know, my my kids and their friends, you know, to them, I'm the cool mama. That's good. But friend, you ought not be the cool mama. You ought to be the godly mama. You ought to be the mama to stand for the Word of God because your relationship with the Lord is so close, you can't help but stand upon His Word. Friend, when you walk with Him, you walk in this. When you stand with Him, you stand for this. And I want you to know we need godly mamas. We need godly daddies. Oh, hey, we never had the Tommy Hill figure. We never had all of that stuff. I remember a day when my mama used to make us shorts. Man, she had that sewing machine out and she had some of the ugliest fabric you've ever seen in your life. 
It was some of the most embarrassing thing to walk out the door sometimes. But I tell you what, I was clothed. I was clothed. But friend, that's not what it's all about. That's not what it's all about. Your relationship with God ought to come first. Our kids need mamas who trust in the Lord and walk with Him every single day. They need daddies who trust in the Lord and walk with Him every single day. We look at the picture of this woman, and this woman had a testimony that her love is for the Lord. And I want you to know that not only did the Lord mean the world to her, but her child meant the world to her. I don't understand, and I'm going to get on a soapbox, but just bear with me. I don't understand how an individual can have a child and not care for it. I don't understand how an individual can have a child and beat it. I don't understand it. I do not understand it. That's not what God desires this morning. That's not what God intends for any child. Let me tell you something about a godly woman. A godly woman is going to love her children. And one of the greatest things that I had growing up is I had a mama who loved the Lord and who loved her children. And I am so thankful today that I'm married to a lady that loves the Lord and loves her children. Let me tell you something, mamas. When things get rough and things get hard, your love for the Lord and your love for your kids is going to see you through this. I want you to know when your kids are horrible and they got the devil living in them, you think, and everything's going bad, your love for them is going to overcome every trial that you're going to face. Your love for God and your love for your kids is going to see you through this. This woman loved her God and she loved her children. You need to love your children today. My mama whooped me. Man, she whooped me and then she said, I did it because I love you. I thought, you liar. You just beat me. You just beat me. I'm black and blue and you love me. And today I know. And today I understand every whooping she ever gave me because she really did love me. She really did love me. Mamas, we need to love our babies. Daddies, we need to love our babies. When we have children, it's not about us anymore. It's about taking responsibility and raising our kids in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. She had a testimony. I want you to notice number two, the courage that she had. Notice verse two, and the woman conceived and bare a son, and when she saw him that he was a goodly child, she hid him three months. I love that word goodly there. It means excellent. She looked at her child and she fell in love with that baby. I remember the very minute, the very moment that all three of my children were born. I remember looking at them the very first time. Every mama and every daddy in this room remembers that time with their child. Wasn't it awesome? And man, that was the prettiest thing you've ever seen in your life. Man, I'm telling you, that baby was gorgeous, whether it really was or not. To you, that baby was the best looking thing, and you loved it. It was goodly. It was excellent. That's what kind of mama this was. That's how she looked at her child. Now notice the courage here. In verse 3, And when she could not longer hide him, she took for him an ark of bulrushes and daubed it with slime and with pitch and put the child therein and laid it in the flags by the river's brink. The problem that this woman went through is the day and age in which she lived, the society in which she lived. She lived in a godless society. She lived in a society that hated God and hated the people of God. 
A society that thrived on sin, that thrived on social things, and thrived on a lifestyle that is in opposition to the Word of God. That's the day and time that she had to raise that baby. You think, bless her heart, friend, we are doing the same thing today. We are living in a society that it is hard to raise our kids in the nurture and admonition of God. Look around us. We're living in difficult times. We're living in sinful times. We're living in a world that right is wrong and wrong is right. And friend, it's hard as a godly parent to raise your child in the environment that God wants you to. So how are we going to do it? We've got to have courage. We've got to have courage. I want you to hold your place here. And I want you to look at Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11. Now we know Israel was in Egyptian bondage. And the problem that this woman had is that Pharaoh hated the Israelites so much and they were strengthening and God was blessing them regardless of how hard He was making their life. And He passed a decree that all the little baby boys would be killed and be put to, put to death. And this mama had a problem with that. But you see, the king ordered it. Society said, this is what's got to happen. This is what's going to happen to your little boy, is your little boy is going to be put to death. I want you to know that's got to be a scary thing. That's got to be an awful feeling as a mother to go through that trial, to go through that birth, and then to see your child put to death. Nobody wants to see that. Nobody wants to experience that. But that's what the king said. That's what the world said. That's what the devil said. We want your child. We want your child. But I want you to notice in Hebrews chapter 11. Notice this in verse 23. By faith Moses, when he was born, was he had three months of his parents, because they saw he was a proper child, and they were not afraid of the king's commandment. Now you can look back in Exodus. They were not afraid of the king's commandment. Now three months when they had this child, they hid this child so that... He would not be put to death. Could you imagine how hard it was to hide a child for three months? Could you imagine trying to keep that three-month-old baby quiet? Could you imagine trying to hide that child? But friend, that mama did it. And then when she felt like that she could no longer, uh, no longer keep him safe, she put him in this, in this boat that she made. And we'll talk a little bit more about that in a second. But she put him in this. When I see this illustration, I see this story, I see a woman and a mama full of godly courage. This woman had courage. You say, what did she have courage for? Because she lived in a godless society, in a world that wanted her son, a king that wanted her son, a devil that wanted her son, but she loved God and she opposed the worldly system. She opposed the king's commandments. She opposed the worldly way, the devil's way, and she refused to allow the world to have its way with little old Moses. I want you to know that mama stood up and said, this world is not going to have my child. This world is not going to destroy my child. This world, this devil, this society will not have my child. Friend, I want you to know I'm thankful for mamas that oppose the ways of the world, that oppose the tactics of the devil, that oppose society when they want to fill us with all of this junk that is not of God. This woman had courage and she opposed the worldly system to stand up for what is right according to thus saith the Lord. 
I want you to know that the reason I am where I am today because I had a mama that had courage and she didn't mind telling me no. Hello? Are y'all awake? Did y'all hear that? She didn't mind telling me no. She didn't mind telling people around me that, hey, that's not how it's going to be. She didn't mind telling people, clean your language up around my kids. She didn't mind telling people that's not how it's going to be because we're godly people and we serve the Lord. She didn't mind telling me, no, you're not going to a party because I know what goes on at those parties. She didn't mind laying it out uh, truthful. She didn't mind getting out there and being bold and being courageous. You know what it did to me? It embarrassed the far out of me. It embarrassed me because she was courageous. <laughs> you, you, you wanted trouble, mess with me. And you would get Mama Bear. She would come to life. She was courageous for her stand for her children. And she said, this is the godly system, this is the godly way, and this is how we're going to do it. And she raised us according to thus saith the Lord. I didn't always like it. I didn't always agree with it. I fussed with her. I fussed with my dad. I rebelled against it. I hated it. They drugged me anyway. And bless God for them today. I am so thankful for parents that were courageous enough to stand against the evil and say, you know what? The world's not going to get this one. The devil's not going to get this one. Mama, you may have a Moses in your home. You may be raising another Moses. I go back to the Tim Tebow story. His mama, y'all know the story, his mama had the... The doctors told her, said, there's no way you could live. There's no way the child could live. You've got to abort this child. She said, no way. I'm not going to do it. So she had this child. And, of course, we know it all worked out. And now we have Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow played football one time. And you all remember the face paint, the eye paint. He put John 3.16 under his eye. I believe SEC championship game. And that day, the most searched thing on Google ever took place was John 3.16. That man put John 3.16 under his eyes and more people than ever before got on Google and searched John 3.16. What is John 3.16? For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. I don't know about you, but I'm glad Tim Tebow's mama had courage. I'm glad she stood for what she believed in. Who knows how many people got the gospel because of that man's stand today. Oh, thank the Lord for courageous mamas. Amen. Thank the Lord for mamas who say, you know what? The world's not going to get this one. The world's not going to have its way with my child. No, my child's going to be raised in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Parents, please, I urge you, I encourage you today to get the Word of God and get it in your homes. Amen. Allow the Word of God to be the foundation of your home and raise your kids and your children according to thus saith the Lord. Notice verse 4, and we're going to be done. Notice the provision of the Lord. Friend, when you have a testimony like Jochebed and you have the courage of Jochebed, I want you to know that God's going to provide for you. Notice verse 4, And his sister stood afar off to wit what would be done to him. And the daughter of Pharaoh came down to wash herself at the river. And her maidens walked along by the riverside. And when she saw the ark among the flags, she sent her maid to fetch it. And when she had opened it, she saw the child. And behold, the babe wept. And she had compassion on him and said, This is one of the Hebrews' children. 
She had courage. You know what she did? She put that baby in the hands of the Lord. When she put this child in this basket, that was a picture of her saying, God, here he is. She had no idea what was down the river. She had no idea what was down the road for Moses. But she said, God, I trust you. Here he is. Every mama needs to be courageous enough to put their child in the hands of God. Put your child in the hands of the king today. And notice, notice the provision. Listen, that mama let go, but God didn't. When that mama wasn't watching, God was watching. I said this the other night, and I love this, that when my kids leave me, I may not be watching them, but bless God, the Lord is watching them. And His eyes upon them. When I can't see them, He's seeing them. He's watching them. He's got His eyes on them. And He had His eyes on little Moses floating down the river. He had His hand upon that little child. And there was the daughter of Pharaoh standing there. I'm telling you, God organized this. God orchestrated this. And I love this verse, that the woman looked at this child and she had compassion. Miss Francis is probably the only time we find in the Bible that an Egyptian had compassion over a Hebrew. They were not raised to have compassion for Hebrews. They were raised to hate them. They were raised to drive them deeper into bondage. They were raised to just spite them. They were raised to, to just hate their guts. But this woman looked on this baby, and she knew it was a Hebrew, and looked upon this child and had compassion. Never. Do I see an other an Egyptian having compassion on a Hebrew? You say, well, how in the world that happened? God happened. God took care of it. If you put your children in the hands of the Almighty God, God's going to take care of your kids. And that woman looked down and had compassion. Y'all listen, it's getting good and it's getting better. It's good stuff right here now. She looked down. Her heart moved within her. Said, i got to do something. She's seen that little Hebrew girl. And she said, this little Hebrew baby needs to be raised by Hebrew. And she said, little girl, go get a maid. Go fetch somebody. She didn't know the ways of the Hebrew. said, bring them in here. Nobody else could have done that except Pharaoh's daughter. God worked it all out, didn't He? Right place, right time, right person. Ain't God great? When you can't explain it any other way, give God the honor and glory. And oh, you know who they went and got? They got Jacobin. That mama who just an hour before, whenever it was, put her baby in that basket. And she said, oh, God, have him. Oh, God, take him. Oh, I imagine as that thing floated down the river, she went to crying and she went to weeping. She went to praying. Oh, God, put your hand upon him. Oh, God, put your hand upon him. And here in a minute, here comes her daughter, mama, mama, mama. Pharaoh's daughter found Moses and she wants you to come take care of him. And that day the mama Jochebed, the woman who put her child in the hands of God, was rushing there to Pharaoh's daughter. And now this woman who hid this child and was in oppression was now taken to the castle. Now taken to Pharaoh's royalty. And now raising this child in the ways of the Lord. And Pharaoh's daughter wanted this child to be to be raised in the ways of God, to be raised in the ways of the Hebrews. Hebrew people, and this happened because God blessed this woman when she let go and put her child in the hands 
of an almighty God. I want you to know as I see this story, I get excited. If you can't smile, you're dead inside. Amen. I want you to know God is awesome. God is great. God is powerful. He's bigger than anything. I'm scared when I think about raising my three children in a godless society. But I want you to know what we have today is we have in our hands the precious Word of God. And I want to encourage every mama, I want to encourage every daddy to get in the Word of God. Allow this to become the foundation foundation of your home. You know what you got to do? You got to say, God, here's my kids. You know what the hardest thing to do is? Letting go. But you got to let go and you got to say, Lord, there they are. Kalen, Connor, Kennedy. Oh man, worries me to death. Terrifies me what they see at the school, what they hear at the school, what they go through at the school. And I want to be there. And I want to kick anybody that messes with them. I want to fight anybody that messes with them. Y'all know, because y'all right beside me. But friend, God's got this. God's got this this morning. If we put our children in the hands of the Lord. But you know where it starts? It starts with our relationship with Him. Mama. The only way to be a godly mama is to have a relationship with God. Maybe you're here this morning. You hadn't been a bad mama. You're not a sorry mama. You're a good mama. But you just hadn't done it God's way. I want to encourage you to get in God's way. If you're here this morning and you've never been saved, would you be saved today? I believe our children deserve saved parents. Amen. I'm glad my mama's saved. I'm glad my daddy's saved. Miss Denise read that. Just, we all cried. We still cried. But what great hope, Miss Denise, to know that our godly mamas are in glory land today. And that we have that hope that we're going to see them again. Do you know why? Because she has that relationship. And she thought it was so important that I have that relationship and my brother have that relationship. You know what? The Lou Ellens are going to heaven. And now as my children grow up, i got to show them Jesus. i got to give them Jesus. Because I want them to be with me in glory land. I want them to be with the Lord in glory land for all of eternity. We'll never perish. Hey, if your mom has gone on to glory land, you're parted for a season. But your hope's in Jesus today. Aren't you glad that you're going to get to see Him one day? Aren't you glad that trumpet's going to blow and you're going to get to see Him again? What a precious promise that we have in Jesus. Would you stand with me this morning? If you need to be saved, would you walk the aisle and be saved? Maybe you're a parent today and you've just been struggling. Maybe you're just overworked and you're just tired. Go to the Lord and find your strength today. Say, God, give me the ability to be the mama, to be the daddy that you want me to be. If you have a public decision to make today, would you come? These altars are open. Every head is bowed, every eye is closed. If you need to walk this aisle this morning, make a decision, come right now. Come right now this morning.